Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Welcome back to hour number two of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show on a fabulous Monday here in the city of Tucson. It is a uh, happy Pi Day, P-I, not P-I-E. I mean, you can be Pi Day every day, P-I-E Day, uh, Pi Day, uh, you know, whether it's chocolate silk or key lime, cherry, whatever you like. The uh, uh, pecan pie, one of my all-time favorites, but this is a different pie, mathematical Pi Day. It's 314, as in mathematical pie. Uh, it is 8.03 on your Tucson Monday. Whether you're joining us on the AM side at 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which can be found on ESPNTucson.com, I appreciate you tuning in to the Jeff Dean Show here weekdays from 7 to 9 on ESPN Tucson. Uh, I know that you have a choice of where you get your sports news, information, um, entertainment, opinions, whatever have you. I certainly will uh, supply with plenty of that. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in here to the Jeff Dean Show. We'll do the uh, the best we can for you every single day here and putting together and getting you the most information and getting you some inside information, of course, on uh, Arizona basketball as well. Uh, just a little programming note just to, to, you know, put it out there and make sure that you guys all know this Thursday and Friday because we are your Tucson home for the NCAA tournament right here at ESPN Tucson. My show was going to be cut short because we take the uh, the NCAA pregame show. So I'm going to be on from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Just a one-hour show, just a quick little one-hour preview is what we're going to do on Thursday and Friday, getting you ready for that day's games. We'll have TV times, uh, places you know you can go watch the stuff, and of course some of the you know some of the teams that are going to be featured in, uh, in you know throughout the day on uh, each of those days, Thursday and Friday. Of course, Arizona going to be playing Friday afternoon at 4:30 p.m taking on the winner of a play-in game, whether it be Wright, Wright State or Bryant. So that should be uh, – uh, that will, we, we will certainly talk about that because those two teams will, will play on Wednesday in, uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, the Phoenix Suns last night hung a 140 on the Lakers. Yes, 140 points, a 140-burger. That was the, uh, the most points the Phoenix Suns have scored in a game this year, and they did it without Chris Paul, like – He's still injured, so he's not playing. Uh, but last night, it was an assist parade for the Phoenix Suns. 36 assists in the game last night. Campaign had 11. Devin Booker had 10. DeAndre Ayton had two assists in the game. <laughs> so uh, Aaron Holiday, five assists off the bench. And it was an absolute – it was just – it was it was a dunkathon. I mean, it was everything. The Sun, The game was over at the end of the first quarter. The game was already over. The Phoenix Suns scored 48 points in the first quarter against the Lakers. It was 48-22 to 22 with 36 minutes remaining in the game, and the game was already over. It was it. 26-point <laughs> uh, lead going to the second quarter. You forget about it. And I know LeBron had 31-7-7 with a triple-double, but it wasn't going to happen. That Lakers defense is so stinking bad. Uh, it, there's nothing they could do. Suns have a uh, just a tremendous night. DeAndre Ayton scores 23 on 11 of 14 shooting, attempted a three-point shot in the game. That's how things were going for Phoenix. Also had 16 rebounds in the game. 
uh, had twice as many rebounds as the next highest player on the court in the entire game. Uh, Torrey Craig uh, grabbed eight rebounds, was the second leading rebounder for both teams. (laughs) Dre had 16. So big game for DeAndre in just 27 minutes last night. Had 23 and 16, also had two assists, as I mentioned. Had a steal, no turnovers. For Dre, he was one of one at the free throw line. He was plus 35 in the plus minus. I mean, just fun stuff. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch because, I listen, you know me, I, 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 I don't think that this Laker team is worth a damn, and it's now just getting to the point where everybody else is realizing it too. I knew from day one that they were garbage, that they were trash, that they weren't going to be able to play enough defense to win enough games to even get them into the playoffs. I mean, they're still, uh, I mean, maybe not anymore. They're, what are they, nine games under 500 or something? Yeah, 29 and 38, they're nine games under 500 now. Uh, so not great, obviously. I didn't think this team was worth a damn to begin with. And now people are just like, people are like, okay, now this team sucks. We get we get it. We get it. I, what, what was Russ last night? What, what did Russ do? Russ Westbrook, 13 points, two rebounds, two assists. Didn't care. Like he was just like, whatever. whatever. I, I don't I don't care about this. The Lakers defense is so bad. Uh it's it's just it's it's you know, it's embarrassing if you're if you're a Laker fan or or whatever. I don't think that team's going to make the playoffs, but uh, the Phoenix Suns just I mean, took them out to the woodshed. And the Suns now moving ever so closely to locking up the Western Division title because or the Western Conference title, as far as uh, as far as getting that number one seed goes, because when you when you look at the standings right now, and it's you know after a weekend of of you know tough basketball, the Grizzlies you know they they won a couple of games, they've won a few games in a row. The Warriors have seemed to find their stroke again, but the Suns keep winning, and they got a seven and a half point seven and a half game lead over Memphis with what fourteen games to go, so. That's going to be a nearly impossible gap to overcome for the Memphis Grizzlies or for the Golden State Warriors if they have an eight-game lead over. Right now, the Lakers are the ninth seed. They would be in that the, the little play-in playoff game. They would play. Uh, they would play the Clippers in a one-game playoff for the chance to go to the uh, to the uh, uh, into the like regular you know playoffs or whatever to get beat by Memphis or Phoenix or Golden State or whomever they would end up uh, end up playing against. Um, the Pelicans currently sitting with the 10 seed, Minnesota with the 7 seed. Minnesota's pretty good. Um, they got a big win uh, last night as well. So um, there was there was some you know some talking heads over the weekend, basically trying to decide who you know who would be in Phoenix's way of winning a championship. None of them believe that Golden State is is has the firepower or the depth to deal with Phoenix. Especially now, Phoenix just signed that uh, the the number one guard in the European leagues. <laughs> just brought him over. Like, hey, you know, you're not going to play in uh, in that Russian league anymore. You're the number one guard in the European leagues. Why don't you come over and play with us? Okay, and he just you know now he's Phoenix Suns. Amazing. Um, but Memphis, Golden State, uh, even when Golden State gets Draymond and Andre Iguodala back, uh, they just don't. They don't. They won't have it unless. Unless Steph and Clay just play out of their absolute minds in a seven-game series and the Suns just, for whatever reason, can't hit the broadside of a barn or they're overshooting and thinking, you know, guys like Jay Crowder try to attempt nine three-pointers in a game or something like that, the, the, the Warriors are not going to beat the Suns in a seven-game series. 
Memphis has great athleticism, but the Suns would the Suns would just dominate them inside, and they have this season already. Um, so I don't think there's a real scare of any team in the Western Conference. Dallas, they're playing better. They got Luka. I get it, but uh, again, bad matchups. Uh, you know, it's 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 a matchup nightmare for for Dallas. The Eastern Conference, however, whomever they end up playing there, I think it's obvious. Well, I shouldn't say obvious because we lost – the Suns lost to Miami by 23 points earlier in the season, and they just returned to favor and won in Miami easily uh, just uh, just about a week ago. The Sixers and the Bucks, both teams that are very, very talented that offer nightmare matchup scenarios for the Phoenix Suns. The Bucks offer, of course, Giannis, and they have two very, very physical guards in the backcourt, which we saw last year, which gave the Suns trouble, and are scoring like a million points a game right now. Like they're, Milwaukee is scoring at will on everyone. Defensively, they stink right now, but offensively, they're ridiculously good. The Sixers have that immense amount of talent between you know the two star players, essentially, with, with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Defensively, I believe they got worse. They don't have a reliable three-point shooter, so that could be an issue for the 76ers. But matchup-wise, I think it's difficult for, for the Suns because as much as I hate to admit it, Embiid is a much better player than DeAndre is right now. He just is. He's, he's stronger. He's more skilled. He's just, he's just a better player. DeAndre is a great defensive player. Joel Embiid would never be mistaken for a great defensive player. But offensively, what he brings you is just it's, – it's incredible. He's, he's, he's probably going to be the MVP of the league. As great as the numbers that Jokic is putting up, what, what Embiid is doing in Philadelphia every single night without Ben Simmons all season long, now they just got Harden, obviously. But what he's been doing there, I, I, think, I think Embiid should be the, uh, the MVP of the league, at least right now. If the, if the season were to end today, I would vote for Joel Embiid. As much as I can't stand him, <laughs> I would still vote for him. So – that's an interesting matchup for the Suns. Again, 14 games to go in the regular season for the Suns, and then the lengthy Western Conference playoff run that we will expect to see from them. When will they get Chris Paul back? That remains to be seen. I mean, he's still essentially, you know, based on the timeline, three to four weeks away from joining the team. But they've beaten everybody except Milwaukee without him. So <laughs> and they won't see Milwaukee until he's definitely healthy enough to be on the floor unless it gets re-injured or something like that. Uh, somebody takes a shot at his thumb or his hand or something. But um, I, don't, I don't see that happening. So we will, uh, we'll just continue to, to watch the Phoenix Suns amaze and dazzle, and they're going to be winning. The, the, they'll get the number one seed locked up here shortly. I would imagine we're probably within the next four or five games they'll have that puppy locked up. If you look at their, uh, what their schedule is right now, what do they? Uh, they got um, who? Do they got coming up next. They've got at New Orleans. So they're going a little a little road trip. They're at the Pelicans. Uh, that's tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Then at Houston. Okay, okay. Then they come home to play the Bulls on Friday. Then they go on another road trip at Sacramento, at Minnesota. Minnesota's tough. Uh, at Denver, always a tough place to play. Then they come home and play the Sixers on Sunday, March twenty seventh. Could be a little, little measuring stick test there. If both teams go all out, you know, if, if if the Suns haven't already locked up the West by then, that may be the game circled on their 
on their schedule, on their calendar that says, this is the day that we lock up the number one seed. Because after that, they play at Golden State, at Memphis. And if they haven't locked it up by the time they play Philly, they'll lock it up in that road trip somewhere. So uh, so that, there you go, a little circling on the, on the calendar. Sunday, March 27th, put it on your calendar, folks. Suns hosting the Sixers, a late Eastern Conference uh, home game here. That'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. I, I forgot that game was still out there. I had completely forgotten about that. That is going to be good. That is going to be good. Uh, so the NFL, I mean, you look, that's, that's my promise to you. As I mentioned, we do it all the time. We, we, we talk NFL here on the Jeff Dean Show every single day. That is my promise to you, regardless of the time of year or whatever or whatever else is going on. Yes, it is March Madness, and yes, there is plenty to talk about because Tom Brady took to social media yesterday and said, after much deliberation, it just really felt awkward that my place was not on the field and I was going to be watching from the stands and blah, 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 blah. And Tom Brady unretired from his uh, – he never made the retirement official, so I guess you can't say he, like, unretired. Like, he didn't – he only announced that he was thinking about retiring. And shame on me – I mean, honestly, shame on me for believing that line of bull. Because I should have known better. I really should have. I'm mad at myself. Yesterday I was mad at myself. When I saw it, I got, I got, the first thing I got was a text message. And it was basically like, hey, uh, pay attention. The next couple of minutes, there's something, something's happening, like in football. And the first, and I mean literally, the first thing I thought of was Tom Brady's unretiring. Tom Brady, that was the, that was the first thing that went through my mind. I was like, that son of a gun. And sure enough, there it was. Poof. <laughs> These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come in a picture of his family, you know, and Tom under center. I love and support my family. <sighs> Man, I'm sure hoping he got the uh, the green light from Giselle because you, you do that. That's flirting with disaster, my friend. But Tom Brady will be returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I talked about it on Friday. What kind of team are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to be? I mean, I literally was just talking about them that I think that, it, I, bef- well, before yesterday, uh, I think most people would have would have thought that Tampa Bay was probably not the favorite to win the NFC South this season because of you know, everything. I think Atlanta's a team that could surprise a lot of people. We don't know who the quarterback in Carolina is going to be. We're not exactly sure what's going to be happening in New Orleans, all the changes that have happened in the Saints organization. From top to bottom, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of wide open. And now, Tom Brady comes back. They they throw the franchise tag on Chris Godwin. Uh, does this mean Gronk is going to come back for another season to play with Tommy? Possibly. Um, you know, Ali Marpet retired at what twenty eight years old as the lead guard there in uh, in Tampa. Their center was considering retirement. Now he may. Uh, you know, consider unretiring or whatever. Uh, Mike Evans, wide receiver, of course, coming back this season. He put out on Twitter a big LFG out there. That's what uh, that's kind of what Tom's rallying cry is. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, LFG. Bruce Arians, LFG. Tristan Wirfs, LFG. <laughs> Chandler Jones. His tweet was was uh, was Tom Brady hacked. That's what he said. Jeez. Now here's the here's the strangest thing about it all. There's a story, and I don't have the story in front of me. I heard the, I heard it this morning, that 
some guy, some collector, yesterday, or Saturday, literally, just on Saturday, paid $518,000 for at, at auction for the last touchdown pass that Tom Brady ever threw prior to his reinstatement into the league yesterday or re whatever you call it re unretirement I don't know what you call it whatever who cares so this guy that just spent $518,000 on what was going to be this you know very very valuable football in the terms of sports memorabilia is now completely worthless because Tom is going to throw more touchdowns in the NFL after that ball. So that ball just now becomes like, well, it's his, you know, second to his 44, you know, 44th to last touchdown pass or whatever you would call the thing. It's worthless. Maybe Tom will give him a Bitcoin. That's what Tom likes to do. Tom's like, hey, I'm sorry that uh, something that I did has caused you some strife. Here is a Bitcoin. I don't know what that means. Like, I really don't. Like, I know that these Bitcoins are worth a few bucks, I, I, but I, I honestly don't know what it means. I, I run so far from that kind of stuff when I see it. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. I, I have a difficult enough time ju- just trying to, like, you know, what they call balance your checkbook. You don't do that anymore. But uh, I have a hard enough time balancing my checkbook, let alone trying to figure out what Bitcoins and NFTs and all this other stuff is. Maybe someday I'll learn. It'll probably be too old by then. It'll be like old news. It's like, oh, Bitcoin. That's like three years ago, man. But, uh, yeah, maybe Tom will give him a Bitcoin for his uh, for his troubles. The uh, The rest of the NFC South, there was – look, the NFL jumped on this yesterday, and it became a Twitter like, – it was hilarious to me. The The Atlanta Falcons, of course, they tweet out, uh, you know, the, the funny the, – the Nick Cannon, like, you know, the, the, the looking and the smiling with all the question marks, that, you know, really funny gif. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were tweeting stuff out. The Carolina Panthers tweeted out like a, it was like a gif of like, like a crying, again, I don't watch SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't have kids and I don't watch SpongeBob on my own, but there's like some crying character from SpongeBob that the Carolina Panthers put out there. The Denver Broncos tweeted out Steve Carell from the office, just like stewing in anger. I mean, funny, funny stuff. The Chargers were tweeting stuff out. Like, anybody who feels like, you know, they got the team <laughs> is was was tweeting stuff out yesterday. So that was pretty funny. But, again, Tom, I'm retired. And I, I don't know. Like, I went through quite a few emotions. I was pretty busy yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to, like, really kind of dig in and think about it. But, imme- like, my immediate, my re- immediate reaction to the news was, screw you, Tom. <laughs> like, yes, we, I, I, I'm so, I am so upset at myself for allowing myself to believe that line of bull that you were actually going to stay retired. I, someday he'll retire. Like, I don't know. When, when his arm falls off, maybe that's when he'll retire. He can't throw the football anymore, and he'll just retire at that point when he's 70 years old. I don't know. I don't know how long the dude left. He's, he's a – marvel of modern biological science he should not be able to be going out there and playing at a high level anymore he shouldn't be and he will he'll go out there and he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in the league next year i guarantee it (laughs) just what he does and and i believe don't uh, don't again don't quote me on this because again 
I, instead of instead of preparing for all this stuff, I'm just kind of going off of memory today. Yeah, because you know, not that I was not preparing. I was preparing for other stuff. I was going through Arizona stuff. I was watching some film on some things and just you know focusing more on that. But Tom Brady in in seasons where he lost, essentially, like didn't you know wasn't able to get to the championship or you know lost before getting to the Super Bowl of like four of the times that it happened he won a super like he won four super bowls years after that he didn't even make the the, the super bowl so let me rephrase that <laughs> in four of the years that he won a super bowl four of the seven that he won four of them he did not even make the super bowl the previous year so or maybe it's even more than that i don't know it's a lot he's a guy that likes to bounce back he's got that competitive fire basically that's what i'm trying to get at He's got incredible competitive fire. And I if if the NFC now has changed. Like it, my perception of the power and the hierarchy of the NFC has completely changed now. And listen, this may not even be the last team that Tom Brady plays for. I still somewhere in the back of my mind, it is stuck in the back of my mind. He is so hell-bent on playing for his favorite childhood team living out his dream of playing for the San Francisco 49ers, that it may just happen. Like this this could be his last year in Tampa. And then next year, he's like, hey, uh, you know those 42 touchdowns I threw in Tampa last year and we got to the NFC Championship game again? I'd really like to do that in a San Francisco 49ers jersey. And the San Francisco 49ers would be like, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, probably, right? Unless Trey Lance just goes off this year and is, you know, the next coming of – of whatever. So I still think that Tom will somehow end up in a 49ers uniform playing football. <sighs> Guy's timeless. I, I, but again, bad, poor timing, Tommy. On selection Sunday, right in the middle of it? Come on, man. I'm trying to, like, get my, you know, bracket news and stuff, and then <laughs> phone's blowing up. Come on, man. Couldn't chosen Monday morning? <sighs> He's trying to steal the limelight. These these athletes. I don't listen. I don't care what people say about Tom Brady. He's got an ego. Every one of them do. You can't you can't win seven championships, have as much success in your life, have like the most beautiful woman as your wife in the world, and all these other things going on without having without letting it affect your gigantic ego. And that's certainly what it does. Look, his ego is is huge, and he wanted to steal the limelight. I'm sure that Tom Brady doesn't give two rips about March Madness. It was like I'm going to announce it today. On Sunday, because that's football day, right? Sure, sure. All right. The uh, Green Bay Packers making some news with some of the players. Devontae Adams, they put the franchise tag on him. I think we all knew that Devontae was not going to pay a play for that amount, that they were going to try to essentially put the franchise tag on him and then offer him a contract extension. Well, just as predicted, as I said, Devontae Adams is pissed about putting the, getting franchise tagged, and he don't want to negotiate with the Packers anymore. Like, he's done. He's like, I'm not negotiating with you guys. Screw you. And he ain't going to play this year. So congratulations to the Green Bay Packers on pissing off their superstar and uh, <laughs> now being without his services, seemingly. Also, they just cut one of their uh, better defensive players, as well. So we'll talk about that. We've still got some more NFL news coming up. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. 
Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. All right, I found the Tom Brady statistic. His last nine seasons are as such. 2013 loses playoff game, 2014 wins Super Bowl. 2015 loses playoff game, 2016 wins Super Bowl. 2017 loses playoff game, 2018 wins Super Bowl. 2019 loses playoff game, 2020 wins Super Bowl. 2021 loses playoff game. 2022? Question, question, question. There you go. That's his last nine seasons. I knew there was something in there. I was like, he's won four or something, four in a row after losing four in a row or something. Yeah, there it is. Field Yates, thank you very much for uh, clarifying that for me. Appreciate the uh, the work that uh, that Field Yates does for the uh, NFL Insider. So Tom Brady unretires. And now you look at uh, you know some of the other teams in the NFC there, possibly scrambling. I mean, there were 24 free agents on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that have all probably decided to head back to the old negotiating table with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan Jensen, as I mentioned, the center being one of them, they'll probably sign him uh, to a deal probably today. The, the legal tampering period opens in uh, just about 30 minutes, so that should be that's always fun. The, the old legal tampering period in the in the NFL. Now, the Packers, as I mentioned before the break, you know they they put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. He's not going to be the highest paid. He'll be one of the five highest paid uh, wide receivers in the league. But he wants more than DeAndre Hopkins' money. Okay, sure, why not? He's largely considered to be the best wide receiver in the league. I can understand why he'd want to be paid more. But as I mentioned last week, when the Packers were going to franchise tag him, players do not like to be franchised. When a player believes they're the best at their position and you tag them, that pisses them off. Well, Devontae Adams has now basically said um, negotiations are done. Like, we're, we're done negotiating. The first offer that the Packers made him apparently was a joke, and he's fed up. Like, so he has walked away from the table and he has made it known that he is not going to play for that franchise tag money this year. So, again, listen, again, I, I'm not – you'll never hear me say, you know, degrade a guy for wanting to go get more money. But it's patently obvious now what his priorities are. And, it, it, look, you, know, you can choose, you know, how to root for somebody or not root for somebody, a player, a team, whatever have you based on, you know, their personal, uh, you know, choices and things like that. Devontae Adams is, uh, he, he's, his priorities are himself first and then his team. Most people in the real world would do the same thing. You wouldn't think about, in, in your office, you wouldn't think about taking less money so that there's more money for those people that work with you. You're like, no, no, no. I need my raise. I need my maximum raise. If they're even giving them out anymore, I don't even, I, so many people I've talked to haven't gotten a raise in years. Um, but you, you wouldn't be thinking about, you know, the, everybody else in your department like, well, you know, I, I was going to take that $10,000 raise, but I'd like everybody to get a $2,000 raise. So I'm going to just take 2000 and, and then everybody else uh, you know, on my team, you know, the other four people can get each get 2000 also, and that's where the $10,000. Nobody would do that. <laughs> Nobody. And don't say that you would. Okay, unless your name is Mother Teresa or Gandhi, you wouldn't do it. So to say, like, 
to degrade NFL players or pro athletes for being me-first guys as opposed to team guys and saying that they want to be the highest paid and they're not going to play for this amount of money, okay? Uh, you know, th- that's that's your own personal choice to do that. Just know that you're largely hypocritical because you wouldn't a- apply yourself the same way. You'd be like, oh, give me the money. I've, I've earned this. I've put my time in. I work hard every day, right? We do all those things. Everybody says this stuff, right? And you wouldn't want to share it amongst your your teammates. You'd be like, give me the money. Show me the money. Give me that $10,000. I got to pay some bills, man. I got to drive my car to pay from some gas. So Devontae Adams not wanting to play for the Packers is less, in my opinion, this is the way that I look at it, it's less on Devontae Adams' shoulders and more on the Green Bay Packers. If you can't pay him, let him go. Trade him for some assets. Do not do what everybody in the world knew was coming and franchise tag him, pissing him off, and then not having him at all and losing him for nothing next year. <laughs> it's just real simple. Like I, Again, I don't sit here and consider myself to be the greatest general manager in the world, and I don't play general manager all that time. But these kind of things are obvious to me. Just pay the man. Either pay the man or trade him. Don't let him call the shots when you just foolishly throw a franchise tag on him. I mean, you know, the Chicago Bears are like Allen Robinson. They didn't, you know, they, were, they were expected to tag him. They didn't. They're going to go to the negotiating table with Allen Robinson with a clean slate. And if he chooses to leave, that's on him. But if Devontae Adams chooses not to play this year, Again, yes, that's that. Sure, you can say that that's on him, but in my opinion, it's on the Packers. You shouldn't have tagged him in the first place. And now they release Zadarius Smith, their linebacker, talented linebacker, had back problems uh, the last couple of years, missed a lot of the season last year. Fifteen, I think it was like fifteen million dollars he was going to be owed this year. Um, they in, in, again, instead of you know trying to negotiate with him or just give him a cash deal or whatever. They just they're going to let him go. You know, a talented defensive player. All of a sudden, Packers are like, you're looking at that team, and you're like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. They're a really talented quarterback. Can't seem to win playoff games, and now their best player from offense is leaving. Essentially, their you know their best skill player on offense is leaving, and a bona fide pass rusher on defense is leaving. They re upped Preston Smith, but Zadarius Smith is gone. So. It's, it's just I get it. It's all the cost of doing business. Every NFL team has to do with this. But uh, you do stupid things, you're going to get stupid results. Just the way it works. All right, we're going to take a timeout when we return. More of the Jeff Dean Show here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. It's the Tucson Appliance Company March Brackets Challenge. If you have the best bracket, there are chances to win prizes from Tucson Appliance Company and from Corona. Just go to ESPNTucson.com, fill out your bracket, and uh, make sure you do it before the first game tips off. Now, when I say the first game, I mean the first game of the round of 64, not those play-in games that nobody cares about and people hate. Um, <laughs> the first game tips off Thursday at 9 a.m. You can hear it right here on ESPN Tucson, by the way. 
But make sure you get those brackets in before 9 a.m. on Thursday. You must be 18 or older. Information and rules are on ESPNTucson.com. Now, the prizes that you can win. Third place is a $100 Visa gift card. Second place is the Corona prize package. It says valued at $250. Mary and I both think that this thing is valued at around $400 because it's got a 40-quart Grizzly cooler, which are like 300 bucks a piece, like just right off the bat. You get a $50 Visa gift card, and you get a sweet Corona patio umbrella. And if you happen to win first place in the bracket challenge, you get a $500 Visa gift card. All of these courtesy of the Tucson Appliance Company and Corona. Fill out your bracket today, and good luck. Um, you know, there's Major League Baseball, obviously, with the news that hit, uh, you know, earlier or late last week, I should say, um, that the, the CBA had been signed, and it immediately became a situation where there's like, okay, well, there's 300 free agents right now in Major League Baseball who weren't able to do anything over the last 99 days who now are going to have to be, you know, front offices and GMs and stuff are going to start cramming um, all of these free agent signings and stuff into the week leading up to spring training opening. Uh, I know, you know, for me personally, Giants spring training opens on uh, opens on Friday. Um, you know, the Friday, uh, March 18th is when the Giants' first spring training game is. I believe they, uh, we have um, seven home games, nine home games, something like that. Uh, here in Scottsdale, I got to look at my schedule again. But yeah, I mean, it, it's starting right away. Uh, the Giants, by the way, also went out and got Carlos Rodon, uh, the spectacular pitcher from the Chicago White Sox, signed him to a two-year deal. I think two years, forty million. Um, so you know, they they jumped right in, whole hog, and we're like, "Yep, we need another pitcher. We need another arm." They got one. Uh, Nelson Cruz becomes the first designated hitter to jump from the American League to the National League as he joins the Washington Nationals. So, uh, you know, things are things are moving and shaking right now. There's trades going on. There's all kinds of signings happening. Um, y- y- tons of stuff happening. And, uh, you know, I can't even, like, keep up with it all. If we, if you know, if something big happens, obviously we'll have uh, some of that information for you. But Major League Baseball going to be getting started, and it's going to be a real you-know-what show for Major League Baseball this year. We talked about it on Friday with everything that happened with the collective bargaining agreement and how they're going to they're going to do their best to fit in those 102, 162 games, that 162-game schedule. Though I have been of the belief for the last 20 years it should be 142, not 162 games. Cut 20 of those games out. The season doesn't need to be 162 games long. It's ridiculous. Um, but 162-game season all packed into, you know, what's fewer than now two and a half weeks' worth of uh, of baseball, so they're going to be packing it in, and the the playoffs are going to be all kind of smushed together. The play- teams are going to be playing like the next day after the season ends. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be one hell of a ride leading up to that World Series. I until the dust settles on free agency this week, I won't even begin to imagine who the best teams and who the favorites are. I mean, if you ask me right now, I, there's probably a few teams I could say, ah, this team's a favorite, that team's probably a favorite. You know, you can talk about the Braves if you want, what, what are they going to do with Freddie Freeman, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, who are the, you know, who are the, the favorites? The Dodgers, maybe, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Got to kind of wait for everything to settle. And then we'll have some information for you probably next week. We can start previewing the uh, the Major League Baseball season, have some picks for you. I'm just happy to have baseball back. I'm just super excited. I'm not excited about the DH. 
as you know, I'm an old fuddy-duddy, and uh, I believe that in the sanctity of baseball, <laughs> I love the chess match of the National League games, and now it's gone. I don't, I don't like I, I know that it's somewhat exciting and, you know, people like the designated hitter because as guys come in and don't play any defense and they just are a hired bat to come in and hit dingers and swing for the fences every single time and every, you know, once every, you know, 14 at bats, they may get into one and send one into the seats. I, I don't know. I'm just not. It, it, to me, it ruins the game. I don't like it. I've never liked it. I won't like it. You won't change my mind. Sorry. <laughs> It's been around long enough. It won't change my mind. I, I do not like American League-style baseball. And now we're going to deal with it in the National League. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, Nelson Cruz joins the Nats, the first DH to switch league. So um, expect a lot of that happening over the next six days or so. Um, hell, over the next 12 days, 14 days, 15 days, 40 days, whatever. Uh, Major League Baseball is going to be – it's going to be a wild year. And uh, we kind of expected that. I, I'm Again, I'm just happy to have baseball. I'm I'm going to put my little, you know, my little, you know, fit aside, my little temper tantrum aside about the designated hitter. I'm just happy to have baseball and uh, super excited about the season coming up. And we'll have a summer full of uh, Major League Baseball coverage for you, as well as other things, NBA, NFL, USFL, USFL for you, too. All kinds of stuff coming up here on the Jeff Dean Show in the weeks and months to come. But we focus on March Madness now because Selection Sunday was yesterday. The Wildcats are the one seed. They're going to be coming into the uh, into the South uh, region. They're going to be opening up on Friday. That game is at 4.30 on True TV. They're going to play the winner of the Wright State-Bryant game. If you're wondering, Wright State is an early favorite by a point and a half in that play-in game that's going to be played in Dayton, Ohio on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, if, it, if you're playing the favorite, you're going to be playing Wright State. Who is Wright State? Who is Bryant? I'll talk more about that tomorrow. I'll have uh, some time to actually, like, look over these teams and just kind of see what their resumes look like, what kind of teams they are, what style of play they have. Um, you know, I know Wright State, they they kind of went on a tear at the end of the season, They uh, especially in the, in the Horizon Tournament. They played really well. Uh, they beat Northern Kentucky by a point in the championship of the, of the Horizon League. So they're playing pretty good basketball right now. Bryant, they're coming out of the the they're the what the NEC right the Northeast Conference. Um, they pretty much dominated that, and then of course they made headlines. Not they, but the, their opponent did in the NEC Championship game. That was uh, uh, Wagner. The huge brawl that ensued among the fans. It was the visiting fans from uh, Bryant sitting behind the Wagner bench. The Wagner bench didn't like the things that were being said to them because there's a bunch of students from Bryant uh, there from uh, from Rhode Island. That's where Bryant is, in case you're wondering. Um, and the one of the players from the Wagner bench, they were down 30. They they were like, no, nah, you know, I'm not I'm not dealing with this right now. <laughs> I'm going to go jump into the stands and go try to beat up one of these students. And then, you know, thankfully, you know, security and stuff stepped in. But there was that huge brawl and it kind of continued to go. And there was a 30 minute delay. I can't believe the, the officials still wanted to play the game out. I mean, Bryant was up, I think they were up 32 at the point or something like that point, something like that. I mean, they ended up winning the game by 27, but they were like, Ugh. like so like so far ahead, and then they had a 30-minute break. We're still going to play the last six minutes of this game. Why? <laughs> so I'll have, uh, I'll have a, a little preview of Arizona's first-round matchup for you coming up 
either tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll also have a, a kind of a deeper dive into the South region, uh, you know, looking ahead at Arizona's potential second-round matchups and then other matchups there. I mean, you got NCAA doing their best. they got Illinois, Michigan, Tennessee, all teams that Arizona played this year. And, uh, you know, looking forward maybe to a rematch with Illinois. Uh, maybe they want a rematch with Tennessee. I don't know. But uh, you know, NCAA doing their thing and setting up a potential championship against Gonzaga that Tommy Lloyd said he don't want to talk about, which is kind of funny. So uh, we'll uh, – uh, we'll have all that kind of for you. And, again, over the next couple, three days, we'll have plenty of bracket coverage for you leading into this year's NCAA tournament and the women's tournament as well. The Wildcats are hosting UNLV and a second-round game at the McHale Center this weekend. All right. I'm going to take a timeout. When I return, I'll put a big, bright, red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Final segment, today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Just looking ahead at the first four. Uh, Texas Southern favored in their game by three and a half. Wyoming favored by, uh, I'm sorry, Indiana, sorry, favored by four over Wyoming. Wright State is now a three-point favorite over Bryant. And the Notre Dame-Rutgers game, essentially a pick um for that one. So that one yeah, that could be a, a good game. Rutgers is one of those teams, like, th- they've been that way th- this year and last year. Rutgers, like, uh, they kind of do some damage in the, in the Big Ten, and <clears throat> you're not exactly sure. If you want to, you know, see them or not, like it's it's kind of a weird team. Eleven seed, a dual elevens going at it in the uh, in the play-in game. Uh, not the you know, nonetheless, Arizona will be uh, awaiting the winner of the Wright State Bryant game, and then we'll be taking on the winner of the Seton Hall TCU game. Seton Hall, I think, right now a one and a half point favorite. That's pretty much uh, a pick 'em as well. Other teams in the South Re- uh, South Region, you know, I mentioned uh, Tennessee and Illinois. Those would be rematches for Arizona. One. Of course, Arizona winning in Champaign earlier this year and then losing uh, in uh, in Knoxville uh, shortly after that in uh, in December in that game where they came out and were down was 15-2 to two early. It was a tie game with four minutes, three minutes to go. End up losing the game by four points. Um, that would be an interesting meme match. It would be their, their last revenge game of the season is what it would be. Uh, but you got Villanova sitting there at number two as the two seed. And a lot, of, a lot of people are are kind of concerned about Villanova, a potential matchup with them because of their style. They just grind everything to a halt. Uh, they're a big, tough team. Is Villanova? We'll have. I have some thoughts on that. We'll break it down for you. Um, Houston is a scary team as the five seed in that uh, in that particular matchup. But they play UAB. UAB is not an easy. That's not an easy out. They're a really difficult team to play. So that could be an interesting match for Houston. Um, Ohio State is in the is in the bracket. I think they're actually I think they're actually an underdog to Loyola Chicago to open up uh, right now the uh, uh, the odds. So it's look the South region. A lot of people are like, oh, that's the easy region. I, there's no region that's easy. Like everything is difficult. Uh, every year we say this. Oh, the 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 East region is the toughest region, and the West is the easiest. And then what happens? Like two double digit seeds. Uh, you know, reach the Sweet 16 in the in the what we called the tough bracket, and the the bracket that we called easy is just like 
favorite city, man. Like, it's all chalk. So, we don't know. <laughs> Again, it's all about matchups. And if you're looking for upsets, I'll have some for you later on in the week. If you're, you know, looking for that 12-5 or maybe even that 13-4, if you're hell-bent on picking a 14 seed or a 15 seed even, I'll have one of those each that I'll give you as well. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. But there's still plenty of time to discuss the brackets and March Madness, and we'll, of course, have plenty for you coming up on tomorrow's show. Join Spears and Ali today from 3 to 6 p.m. They'll have all kinds of great news and insight for you. Justin was in Vegas over the weekend, so enjoy his uh, stories and things like that that I'm sure he'll be sharing with you. Thanks to Mary back in the studio for pushing all the buttons and keeping me on the air. And, of course, thanks to you guys for tuning in to today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I will see you guys again tomorrow at 7 a.m. right here on 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson. From the Casino del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tanka Verde, KMXZ HD for Tucson.